Constellation. 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 Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom. I'm Alexa. I am Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. How are you, Ambrosia? Ambrosia. I'm doing well. How are you, Alexa? Good. We were driving through Philly this weekend in in a part that we don't usually drive in. And uh, I hear my husband go, oh, Ambrosia. And we look up and there's a restaurant with a giant sign that just says Ambrosia. And he's like, I wonder why it's named that. I was like, well, do you know what it what it means? He's like, no. I was like, food of the gods. So it makes a lot of – I mean, it it's very ambitious to, to name your restaurant that. But <laughs> you better live it's up to it. a lot to live up to. Yeah. You've got to live up to a lot mm-hmm. with that name. But – yeah. How was your weekend? Um, it was good. It was a nice relaxing weekend. Just spent a lot of the time in the pool. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. I um well, my husband's been out of town working and he missed his flight on Friday. And his best friend had already been driving here to come to dinner with both of us. So I ended up having like a me and his me and his best friend were like, all right, well, we're gonna go have this adventure because our our mutual like person Link. that we wanted to be with is not here. So we went and we had we oh my god, we did something so that I've been wanting to do but like no one's been willing to come with me. Um there is this cookie place in Philadelphia called Insomnia Cookies and they set up this total like it's a total marketing thing but it's so cool and I've been wanting to go. So it's called uh like the cookie lab, but it's like a speakeasy, you know, where you have to say the password to get in. Ooh, that's cool. And literally the way it is, is it's like a club where you have to line up outside and they like only let a certain amount in at a time. We waited like 25 minutes. And when you get in, it just looks like a regular cookie store. Yeah. And then they, they bring you in with a group and they say, okay, you have to get in. They play games with you first. They're like, all right, you have to get in, um, alphabetical order by your first name. Um, before we give you the next step. So that way you get to know everyone's name and whatever. And then they go, okay, now you have to say the password while all hopping on one leg and you have to say it at the exact same time. <laughs> so he like was like, one, two, three. And we did it. And of course he must've had some like little like remote clicker in his hand, his hand. Cause the second we all said it, the, the wall that you thought was a wall opens up automatically. And he's like, enjoy and you walk in and it's like this like dark neon cookie club with all these like crazy milkshakes and like cookies and like instagram worthy things although i took no instagrams in there but because i was just excited about the the cookies and the milkshakes but you know only like fifth we only spent like 55 dollars in there no big deal Jesus, <laughs> between two people fun. that's so fun though i've always wanted to go to a speakeasy yeah 
There's a lot of speakeasies in Philadelphia, actually, like not just like mm-hmm. promotional ones. So maybe one time when you come here, we can go if they're still open. But that um, would be so exciting. Yeah, but it was just fun. It was like a fun, silly thing to do. And you got, yeah, you know, pay $55 for milkshakes. No big deal. Because no I was like, dude, this is genius. Because the second you get in there, like you're you're going to pay whatever because you just yeah, waited for this. It's like Disneyland. You're going to pay whatever. Yeah. yeah. So it was great. Um, but anyway, should we talk about effing off? We should talk about effing off. Telling people to F off. <laughs> I love it. I love it. When we went over this topic, we decided that what is something that we could talk about in a very human way related to spirituality, related to boundaries and, and how to improve your life. And what a better subject than telling people to F off. Yeah, totally. I mean, for me, I've always up until recently thought that telling someone to F off was, quote, so not spiritual and was like not something that you needed to do. You know, I always thought, well, you could go about it nicer or, you know, you could. And of course, you always can. I mean, I mean, there's always a choice of how you respond to things. But I think what I've been learning over time and what's been illuminated for me personally is the way that some situations it's necessary to say some version of F off, like get mm-hmm. away from me. Yeah. Um, and I want I thought this would be an interesting topic because what I've noticed through having experiences recently that I've kind of been more closer to telling someone to F off literally is that it's shown me how I think that when we grow up and when we're in school, especially, we're all, especially women, we're always taught to be nice and be amicable and don't make anyone feel bad and don't make anyone feel uncomfortable. And we're actually taught very terrible boundaries. Like mm-hmm. we're taught not to have boundaries, um, which makes it very confusing when, as women, our boundaries are crossed, right? And then we don't feel like we're allowed to set a boundary because we have to be nice and amicable and make everyone feel good. Like I can't, I'm very curious, Ambie, I'm sure you have stories like this and I'm curious the people listening, who here has like willingly gone into a situation that from the outside, it's like, why the hell would you agree to that? Yeah. Just because you don't want to make the person feel bad. The person who might be like attacking you or harassing you or whatever. It's like just be like I had this this woman that I mentioned on the podcast who lives on my floor. I had this really crazy encounter with her. And after I was scared out of my mind, I agreed to go in an elevator with her, like which I should have just said F off. Like, but I I didn't want to, quote, be mean. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, this is going to be triggering to some people. Just give you guys a heads up. But how many women have slept with men because you're afraid that if you don't, you're going to get raped Mm. or something bad is going to happen. Yeah. So it's just easier to do it. I was talking to people very, very recently, and we were all telling stories about like, yeah, we've been in situations that it's easier to go with it and really violate your boundaries than just to say, like, I don't want to do this Mm -hmm. because you're afraid or because, you know, you're upset. And I think that the idea of a woman like being a bitch in particular, I feel like for me, it always feels like, yeah, I am because I don't 
I don't care if you don't like me. And that makes me a bitch. And that's really insane that I don't want to just agree with people. I don't want to just violate my boundaries to make someone else feel okay. I mean, I remember this um, when I was in my early 20s, walking out of a club and some guy like grabbed me from behind. Okay. And I like smacked him with my purse. And then like, I tried to find my pepper spray to mace him. And he was like, calm down, calm down. You're being such a bitch. And he kept telling me to calm down. And I'm like, are you crazy? Like you just attacked me. Like, and he was like, I was kidding. I don't know you dude. Like I have no idea who you are. Like, it was crazy. It's just insane. Yeah. And I'm sure like he didn't think it was a big deal and everybody was drinking, but it, it's just like an insane thought. And then mind you, I'm five foot and a hundred pounds. Yeah. So like I'm a little person. Yeah. And when you grab someone little, like though, it's like a little dog, like they're afraid of everything, you know? Yeah. You know what that reminds me of? And it illuminates for me, too, that, like, this isn't just women. This happens to anyone. Mm -hmm. I think it happens more often to women because of how we've been brought up and and because we are littler and all of that. But I was watching something the the other day about – it was showing a clip from back, like, probably, like, eight years ago or so when Justin Bieber had first kind of, like, come on the scene and he was, like, the hottest thing ever. And he was like accepting award in an award show. And Jenny McCarthy, do you know who that is? Jenny McCarthy. She's she's a famous like radio. Do I know who Jenny McCarthy? Oh, yes, I know. I know who Jenny McCarthy. I don't is. know. Like, Get out of here. Do I know who Jenny McCarthy is? Okay, okay. So friends. Jenny McCarthy. Go ahead. When he came up to accept the award, she grabbed him and started kissing him all over his neck, like ferociously. And he was trying to get away and she like held him there and everyone was laughing and like thinking it was really funny. And you could see when he pushed her off, he was so upset, but he's like in front of a whole crowd. And then he, he goes was like my kid. He was, she was, he was like 14. Yeah. And then he, child. and then he goes to the microphone. He's like, I feel violated. And everybody laughed and like it was and then later like they showed clips of her being interviewed like so you uh you kissed Justin Bieber and she was like yeah it was my only chance I had to take it like I had to get my hands on him like blah blah blah. and everyone's like ha 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 and it's just I just bring this up to say there I think it's been commonly accepted too like in our society of um obviously like the this the way we're looking at things is changing, right? Like back right. then, that was like, oh, ha, that's so funny. And now it's like, no, like just because he's a, a man or identifies as a male, like yeah. doesn't mean that that's okay. And he clearly wasn't okay with it, but had to kind of play it off because he was in front of this whole you know crowd and people were laughing at him. Um, but I just think, I just think in gender, in gender, in general, we all are learning so much about having boundaries and communicating those boundaries. And you know what? If someone's crossing your boundary, it is 100% okay for you to defend that boundary at all costs and to Mm -hmm. tell them to literally go fuck themselves. And that's not any less, quote, spiritual or makes you any wrong. Like, no, that makes you very in tune with yourself and in tune with the value that you have and the rights that you have as a person and what should be tolerated and what should not. I agree. And I feel like, I feel like that's the part that we don't really talk about, right? Is when 
women violate men, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because we in our society have always looked at, in my opinion, have always looked at men as they can't be violated, right? Like, and it goes back to you can't express emotions or feelings or anything like that because then you're seen as weaker or less than. And I feel like we, we've talked about this before, but they can absolutely be violated. Mm-hmm. And not just by someone of their stature, their same stature, but, and not only if they're a child, but they can absolutely be violated. And I think that when they express that, they're typically laughed at. And I think that that's really sad. That's a, that's a real shame. And I know that in the past, I have done things that are probably have violated people's boundaries and spaces and, and whatnot. Right. And I feel like it's really, it's interesting to think about. I posted this on my Instagram. It's interesting to think about that in the same lifetime, you could be someone's reason that they are doing better and someone's motivation to like lift their, their, um, life, turn their life around and lift themselves up, etc. And in that same breath, you can be someone's villain. Mm-hmm. And the reason they're thinking about suicide or something like that. It's really interesting, like perspective. And I'm doing two extremes for a reason to like point out that like, I think everybody operates from their point of the world in the aspect of it's all about me all the time. Right. We, we don't ever think, oh, that person might be going through something or, or that might be happening. And it's not to say like going back to the topic, it's not to say don't have boundaries. But I was talking to someone this weekend and they were expressing to me like this happens and I'm really sad because this person doesn't talk to me anymore. And I was like, well, that's their boundary. Like not speaking to you is now their boundary. And that person that I was talking to was like, oh, my God, I didn't even think about it like that. So it's just interesting how, you know, we talk about boundaries and we talk about telling people to fuck off, but it's really true. Like if it goes both ways, it goes with any gender, any size, any shape, people can violate each other's boundaries. But if you're not expressing, hey, that violated my boundary, fuck off or whatever the case may be, it doesn't have to be fuck off. Yeah. Then the other person has no idea. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't help. And like, it doesn't help anyone. It just perpetuates the problem. But, you know, it, well, what it makes me think of as well is, you know, I've been going through something recently with a family member who I always never felt safe to, who, who is a friend, right? Like a family Mm -hmm. member who I'm close with, who's a friend. And I've, because I care for this family member so much, I've never felt really safe to fully draw my boundary because I was like so close to the situation and I didn't want to abandon. I didn't want to be cold. I didn't want to, I always just didn't feel a hundred percent about drawing the boundary. If I would draw a boundary, I would like quickly retract it and like go back Mm -hmm. on that and cross and cross it myself. You know what I mean? So that, that contributed to a very tumultuous relationship and a lot of like mental health struggles for me in terms of like that relationship. And then we've had a lot of time apart recently and we have had conversations again recently and you know I felt 
I've obviously been doing a lot of work in myself because suddenly I was presented with a situation in which it really felt like it was going to cross my boundary. And I was able to very clearly communicate that I'm sorry, I love you so much, and this is my boundary. And it didn't Mm -hmm. feel like emotionally charged. It didn't feel like, you know, before everything felt so emotional. And this time it just felt like it's just a clear, this is just what it is. Like it's not, I love you, I always will, but but this is the situation and this is where I'm willing to go and this is where I'm not. And it actually, the response I got back was, you know, less emotional or upset or offended than ever before. It was like, I understand that. Thank you for communicating. Thanks for being honest with me. Like, I respect it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel so much stronger in myself that I, I feel like that was like almost a test for me. You know, it's like, can, can you set this boundary? Can you set, can you set boundaries here? Because in setting the boundaries in your personal relationships, it's, you know, a sign of can you set boundaries with your clients? Can you set boundaries uh, with as you grow and as more people want your attention, right? Like, can you set boundaries and can you value yourself and value what you need to feel safe? That's a big thing too. I think I've always been so worried about what everyone else needs to feel safe Mm -hmm. that I've violated my own boundaries for that. And now I'm at the point in my life where I'm finally taking action in terms of I'm sorry, I need to feel safe. And that means X, Y, and Z. So that's what's going to happen here. Mm. And I think that's really, that's really beautiful. And the, the example that you gave is a really good one because it's hard to set boundaries or it can be hard to set boundaries with people you care about because you don't want them to get hurt. You don't want their feelings to be hurt and you don't want the situation to get tumultuous. But I also feel like it's really important, really valid. I had a situation two weeks ago, man, I'm still beating myself up about it. I don't know why I went to go get my oil changed and it's a different place. I've never been to this place before. And it's the it's a place where you drive through the mechanic shop and you stay in your car and they change your oil and then you drive out, okay? So I'm driving through, but you have to stay in the car. And so the other mechanic is talking to me. And when he's talking to me, he's like a close talker, like a real close talker. <laughs> and we're in a pandemic still and I don't have my mask and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so he's like, real close to me and I keep backing up and backing up and my friend was with me and she's like what the fuck and I was like I know and she she was like teasing me after but she was like why didn't you just tell him to back up and I was like I don't know I don't I don't know why I I feel like I've heard you tell people that before I have like I am the type of person that I don't have a problem telling you like you're in my bubble like get out of my bubble please stay away from me yeah I never typically don't have a problem with that. But for some reason, I was just, I don't know what it was. I was just having an off day maybe, but I just kept backing up, backing up, hoping he would understand my body language. And he did not, not understand yeah. my body language. He probably came ever. closer. He was literally in the car yeah. <laughs> talking to me. And I was like, Jesus, man. And my friend was like, well, I hope you enjoy COVID. I'm like, mm-hmm. shut up. Mm-hmm. But it was it was just a good reason, like nobody or example of like nobody's perfect. Yeah. Sometimes shit happens. But was that someone that I didn't need to be like, fuck off? No, he was a nice guy. He was trying to help. But I could have yeah. definitely said, hey, please, please stay out of the car. Just yeah. talk to me from out of the car. Yeah. 
And those, like you said, nobody's perfect. Like we all are practicing. Honestly, this is like a new thing. Like if you think about our history, I don't think anybody has had very good boundaries at all. So it's like a new concept to human beings of like, oh, what is a a healthy boundary? What, what is that? How do we do that? And just like anything that's new, it's going to take practice and it's going to mean you mess up. And sometimes you're going to feel like your boundaries violated or you violate someone else's accidentally. Like it's okay. I think the intention is to start to be aware. And something I would do want to say about this as well is if you are, if you know that you're not setting your boundaries or you're just, you're just not, you know that you're repeatedly letting your boundaries be violated Mm -hmm. and you're not taking any action to change this. I can almost guarantee you this is going to impact your finances. This is going to impact your health. This is going to impact your happiness. Like it, this, again, this doesn't mean you have to get it perfect. It's not about that. But if you're, if you know this, if you know that you constantly are giving other people your time and you don't want to, or you're do, you're agreeing to things you don't like, or, or other people are coming in your space and you don't like it. If you don't start taking action on that, I can almost guarantee you it's going to affect you in all of those ways because that is the um, that is like the energetic signature, right? Yeah. It, it corresponds with all those things. So when Ambie and I are coaching our clients and they tell us, I, I feel like I don't have enough money, I feel like I don't have enough, we're always like, well, how are your boundaries? You know, that's yeah. like the number one thing we talk about. Or also, I feel like spirits just harass me. That's another thing I hear a lot. Well, that means you don't have strong boundaries in the physical dimension Mm -hmm. because it's a reflection of the spiritual dimension is a reflection of the physical dimension and vice versa. Right. So if you have spirits harassing you or you see things a lot and you don't really know how to control it, that's a sign that you don't have clear boundaries as well. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting too. I... um, I was also just thinking about how, like, um, you know, I've mentioned before this woman who lives on my floor and uh, who I felt has, like, crossed my boundaries several times. It's interesting. I just realized, like, ever since I had this other interaction with my family member where I set, like, really clear boundaries, I haven't seen – I haven't seen this woman at all. Like, literally Yeah, because she's not in your your frequency anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. As that was happening, I thought it was really interesting. I was asking like myself, I wonder why, I wonder what frequency Alexa's putting out there to attract this person in consistently, right? So. Oh, I felt vulnerable AF. I, I'm, I'm not like a scared person and I don't normally feel like, but I felt vulnerable. I felt preyed upon. I felt like, leave me alone. Like, don't. Mm-hmm. And I felt so angry that I couldn't do anything about it. Like, that's the ultimate, like, victim, right? It's like, something's happening to me and I can't do anything about it. Yeah. When the actuality is, there's always something you can do in some way. I mean, it depends what the situation is, but there's always something that can be done. And I was ignoring the fact that what I can do is, one, change my belief about my own power in the situation because there's a lot of power I could leave the building I could you know if something happens go to the police I could also shift something within myself and obviously something did shift because I'm telling you I used to open my door and she would be right there every single time for weeks like every and now I open my door I have not seen her in weeks so maybe she moved out I got evicted I feel like now that we're talking about her I'm gonna see her today but (laughs) 
but going back to the topic really quick, I want to bring up another point to this, which is children, right? As I don't know how everybody was raised, obviously, but I was raised to not have really good boundaries. And I think that that's what we started talking about in the beginning. But I was raised to uh, listen to adults blindly, right? Like you just do what they say and you don't question it. You don't you don't yell at them or anything. And it's really fucked up because not all adults are nice and not all adults have children's best interest at heart. And so there has to be a healthy balance between like, don't be a dick and have those boundaries as well. Like I remember I I did feel like I violated um, my daughter's boundary when we had a friend come over that we haven't seen in a really long time came over to the house and uh, he left as the kids were going to bed. He has never met them before. I knew him like years and years ago before he had children. And um, Oliver, my little one, gave him a hug. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird, but Oliver just <laughs> Oliver does Oliver hugs everyone. Oliver hugs everybody, yeah. so fine. Especially men, like he loves yeah. men. And so then Bryn hugged him and I was like, Okay, we don't need to hug this strange man that you guys don't know. Like, please stop. And I said, you guys don't need to hug him. Like, yeah. thank you. And he was like, oh, like patted him like, thanks. Yeah. And then um, Bryn goes, who is that guy? And I was like, Bryn, that's not nice. And she's like, um, the my friend was like, no, it's okay. It's okay. And I felt like yeah, she should be asking, who the fuck is this yeah, guy? Yeah. Maybe not after she hugged him. Yeah. But yeah, like she should be asking, yeah. like, who's this dude? But you didn't, but you funny. didn't violate. I thought what you were going to say is you, you were like, Bryn, hug this person goodbye. No, that's what a no. lot of, but that's a tradition. I never, ever do that. Ever right. do that. I never make any of my kids hug or kiss anyone, including family members. Nobody. Yes. Literally to the point to where I ask their permission, their consent, if I can kiss them. I ask their permission if I can hug them. Mm -hmm. And then I make family members do the same thing because they think consent is so important. And just because they're little people doesn't mean it it means that they need more boundaries. They're learning boundaries. And so I remember my mother-in-law was like, I didn't get a kiss or hug. And I have to step in and be like, they don't have to kiss or hug you. Yeah. They love you, but they don't have to express their love to you in that way. Yeah. So, which I think, I think is it's so a generational thing too. So so powerful, and I know there's a big movement of that with parents, and I think it's awesome that you do that with your kids because I remember many times, like even my own grandmother, not the what. Whatever. I won't specify which one. But even my own grandmother, like I remember her whole thing was like she would like tickle me and like kiss me on the stomach and stuff when I was like a baby and or, or when I was a toddler or something. And I just remember that feeling of like I want to get away because first of all, I don't like people tickling me. Like I don't care. Like yeah, don't tickle me. Yeah. It's ter- It's torture. It's torture. It's acceptable, socially acceptable torture. Um, <laughs> and then, um, you know, it's like it, but, but there's that feeling of like but it's your grandmother and you have yeah. to. And now I'm so happy that people are waking up to the, like, but why? It's the same thing yeah. as like, um, oh, but it's your family. So you have to accept their behavior. But why? No, you yeah. don't. You like, don't. and, and I think it's so incredible to teach your children boundaries in that way and consent in that way. Because if they are taught that from a young age, that you don't have to show affection to anyone, right. then imagine how that's going to affect them in relationships. Like, 
you know, they're not going to believe that they have to show affection to be loved or be accepted or approved of. And that's really why those situations arise to begin with. I'm laughing because like, Brynn has taken this to like a new level. And she used to have this next door neighbor that Chugo played his little house, his house, and they were little friends and she would come home and she would be like, I am not going to let him treat me poorly. So I came home and I'm like, dude, good for you. And then his mom would call me and be like, Bryn's mad because he won't share a toy. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I set my boundaries exactly. around him not sharing that toy. And I will <laughs> leave, sir. I will leave. But it's just funny. No, I mean, no. The What I felt badly about where I feel like I violated Bryn's boundaries and if you've been listening for a while, Bryn goes by they or she, just so you know. Um, so we're not violating their or her pronouns. But anyway, um, so what I felt like I violated with Bryn was the fact that I was like, don't say that. That's rude. Because she was just like, who's this guy? Instead yeah. of being like, what's your name? My name's Bryn. Right. And like, you know, so. Right. Uh, I see. I see. I see. Yeah. When that was like a perfectly kind of acceptable question for the for the moment. Definitely an acceptable question, but you don't have, I felt also like she was pressured to hug him because Oliver hugged him. Right. She saw what her brother did. Yes. You don't need to do that. Like, right. That's, you don't know that man. That's weird. Right. Right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. No, I I think that's great. Um, And yeah, I think uh, I, I remember I was on the phone with you recently. I think it was recently. And uh, Oliver, like, went to answer the door or something for somebody. <laughs> you were so upset Be- because he's so loving. He's so He's so open. sweet and trusting. He's just – his little heart is so big, and he's yeah. he's just asking to get kidnapped. I swear to God. Like, <laughs> no. this kid is, like, just so trusting and sweet and just – so we have – like the pool guy and we have a lot of people that come to the house, but I don't want him to answer the door because I don't know who it is, you know? So we had like the bug guy coming. You were on your way up here because I told you about the bugs and you were like, I'm not coming. Oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. That was your boundary. You're like, I'm not coming. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, well, they're going to be gone by the time you get here. Yeah. I didn't even think about it once I got there. I totally didn't even think about it. Yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, I, I oh one more one more boundary or place that you might not think to set boundaries that is totally absolutely you can set boundaries is in your partnerships and your marriages even. Yes. Guess what? Just because you get married doesn't mean it's like a free for all. Like, <laughs> although people might think that, but it's you, not. You might think <laughs> that it should be a free for all, and I yeah. mean, if that's your thing, go for it. It's not my relationship but yeah consent is huge in a relationship and also like talking about your boundaries are huge and they can be minute or seemingly minute as far as like dishes and cleanly cleaning and things like that I I saw this thing um which was really interesting it goes into boundaries that this guy wrote a post about how he didn't understand that when his wife said, I need your help around the house. And he said, if you just make me a list, I can do it. And she's like, I don't want to be your mother. We have children. Like, I don't want to be someone else's mom. He didn't understand that what she wanted was him to just do shit that needed to be done. Right. Because I feel like that's such an easy concept for us, but maybe not as an easy of a concept for someone who's used to being taken care of. Right. 
So whatever you identify with, however you identify, if you are used to someone doing everything for you, then I feel like it can be a mind fuck when someone is like, no, I want you to do this. So yeah. anywho, I digress. The oh, point that is- gives me anxiety, like even that story, because my husband is like very, 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 he, he's, he, he sees every single thing that needs to be fixed. Like his personality is he's a fixer. He's an engineer. So he's always looking at like every little thing that could be improved on or so when he looks at our apartment, he sees a bunch of things that I don't see. Like, I don't, that's not a normal thing I would think of. So when he has said that to me, I almost like have a panic attack because I'm like, I don't know what that is though. And he's like, yes, you do. I'm like, no, no. And (laughs) what? (laughs) It's, that's, that's the truth. And I'm like, maybe we just see things differently. Like maybe I just see these things and, and. And I really do think it is a difference in perspective. You have told me. You have told I'm going to put you on blast for a second, okay? You have told me that John is more cleanly, clean than you are. Yes. And you have also told me that you know you should clean up around the house more. Oh, yeah. Those are the things. Those are the things. Well, the thing, but I'm just saying, like, it gives me anxiety when you're like, make a list. And he's like, I don't, or she's like, I don't want to do that because you should just know. It's like, well, that gives me like, um, what do you call it? It gives me anxiety because I think back to conversations where my husband's like, this should be done, this should be done. And I'm like, but I don't know about those things. But maybe it's just my own ignorance, but it still gives me anxiety. And that's why I'm communicating it. But also, like, do you think that if he did make you a list, hypothetically, yeah. Don't you think that you would be like, fuck you, I don't need your list? Because, well, yeah, because I'm a Taurus. <laughs> yeah, because you're a Taurus. And because it goes back to like that parental figure, you know what I mean? That not a lot of people right. like. But I do think I've gotten a lot better. Like I just this morning, I well, I, I've gotten in the rhythm of certain things being done. But there's certain things. Maybe it's just the part of me refuses to do certain things. Maybe. And, and there's something wrong with truth. that. my truth. There's a part that's of me truth. that refuses to do certain things. Like I went on strike and our house was like a whole hot mess, like a whole hot mess. And everybody in the house was like, so the kitchen's a disaster. And I'm like, everybody's got hands. I don't understand the problem here. But, and that's the other thing is like when my mom moved out. So my mom had been living with us for 10 years. There were things that she did without even saying that I was like, holy shit. I didn't even notice this. This was something that needs to be done. Yeah. So it was a new appreciation for her in that way. But then it was also more communication and more um, openness with my husband because someone's got to do this. So who's going to do it? Yeah. You know? No, I'm good. If I'm good, if like we have a like team meeting about it and we're like, all right, this needs to get done. This needs to get done. Mm -hmm. This needs to get done. But just like the things need to get done and I'm not going to tell you what, because you should know that gives me a lot of anxiety. Don't do that to me. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to do it at the next retreat at Sedona. I'm going to be like Alexa and I'm just going to fuck with you. That's okay. what's going to happen. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm going to email everybody. You. We're all going to like mess no, with you. Here we go. I'm telling you, don't do that. <laughs> I do it. I'm going to do it. I don't have the energy for it, but. Who's going to say? Um, well, I think you know I'm too lazy for that, but that's fine. Yeah. I. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys for um, – a lot of people chimed in on this topic, sorry, on Facebook. And I, honestly, we've been talking so much I haven't gotten to read. But hold on. Let me see if I can read a couple comments. Um, 
Monique says, yes, I self-sacrificed myself to mend a relationship, but ended up having to say F off. Didn't deserve my grace. Martine says, I learned to step away from people from a so-called friend with hurtful words. I wished her the best, but all of it was too far, too dishonest, and I felt good only hours later, so it was the best decision. Uh, Melanie says, I changed my boundaries with my daughter and the relationship changed. Yes. Jenna said, yes, and older generations don't appreciate boundaries with kids. So talking about, yeah, like the uh, Mm -hmm. older generations just don't, can't really understand that. In fact, my mom was telling, this isn't about kids, but my mom was telling me the story about like someone who um, is more my age, who she used to work with, who came to her with kind of an issue of, there was kind of like an inappropriate comment said to her in an elevator by a man, which was, I I think the intention was harmless, but it was inappropriate. Like it was mm-hmm. like something, it was, it was over the line. Yeah. And my mom was telling me that her first, in, re, her first reaction was like, oh, it's just guys just, you know, because my mom comes from the time where I've said on this podcast before, like she was literally like sexually harassed in her workroom all the time in the 70s um, in the newsroom. And that was just what it was. And there was no one to protect her. And it was just kind of something you had to deal with and you move on. So like my mom's first response was like, oh, yeah, well, whatever. And then she was talking to me about, my mom was talking to me about it, like, but I realized, like, that's not what the climate is anymore. And, like, I'm all for that. It's just interesting. My first instinct is just kind of, oh, yeah, well. I had, I mean, just to throw this out there, I worked at, I'm going to say the name. I worked at Geico. I doubt anybody is listening. But I worked at Geico. And this, I was a training to be, um, like, a supervisor. So I was under a supervisor, okay? And... One of the people under me made a real inappropriate comment about me grabbing his dick. Oh, my God. To which I said, if you don't get away from me right now, I will I will take you to HR and you will lose your job. Because he cornered me. Like, he had me cornered. Okay? Yeah. So he backed away from me, left. I told my supervisor, and my supervisor's exact words to me were, do not tell anybody you're going to ruin his career. Yep. That's crazy. So then what happened? So I didn't tell anybody. Oh, shit. It was my supervisor, a man or a woman? Woman. <gasps> Interesting. Because I was like, nobody's going to believe me. Yeah. Because he was in a relationship with someone. Everybody knew about it. Like, it was yeah. very um, my word versus his. Once, and it, it was very weird. Which, once yeah. again, like, coming from a woman is like, it, once again, is like, don't tell anyone you'll ruin his career. It's yeah. like, once again let's be nice like let's yeah. let's not hurt anyone's feelings here even though you know it's just it's even it's, though it's a big fucking you deal literally like being harassed he physically cornered yes. me and asked me to grab his dick yeah like yeah. are you kidding me yeah it's, it's so, literally insane yeah so it's I, I really feel like right now is this time where we're all it almost feels like I see everybody like waking up from a spell it's like we've got like we've all been under the spell and all of a sudden the spell's broken and we're like wait what What's been going on? Huh? What have we been doing? What? And it's like, it's cool. It's cool. I mean, it's a lot of change very fast, but it's, I'm interested to see where we are in even just a couple of years because I think it, we're moving into a very powerful place. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I'm just looking at any other comments. Awesome. So, um, do we want to talk about Austin? Yeah. So tell him. 
<laughs> I thought you were going to say it because you were like ready. Okay. So we are doing a retreat in Austin, Texas. We love Austin, Texas. Austin loves us so much. So we are going to do a separate retreat. I know you guys loved the idea of Sedona and so many of you wanted to come, but it was already full. So if you are available October, what are the dates? October 11th through, through the 14th, through the 15th. Um, please send us um, an email inquiry on our website in innerbloompodcast.com at gmail.com. Um, oh, G- yeah, inner, We're also going to put the link to the uh, actual event in the show notes of this episode, and that has an application in the link. So please use that to apply. Yeah. Um, Fill then- out the application because we're, we're only accepting – you know, so many people, we only have seven spots left as of right now in this recording. Monday, One spot's already July, gone. yeah, July 12th. So please apply. Um, the price starts at, uh, well, the price starts at 4000 So let us know if you want to come. And just like in Sedona, we will have a big surprise. So Sedona's big surprise is a hot air balloon ride. And we're not going to, you know, announce what the big surprise will be for Austin until the spots are taken. So... Yep. I'm really excited about the Austin surprise, actually. I think it's going to be an amazing one. And we've gotten an amazing Airbnb. It's actually, so it is in Austin technically. It's actually, technically, it's right outside Austin on Lake Travis. And it's right on the water. Like the house that we got is right on the water. And we have all kinds of like kayaks and floats and all kinds of things where we can actually be in the water whenever we want. And the house is beautiful. And uh, yeah, it's going to be lovely. And yeah. we're going to do tapping, channeling with the Arc Nine, readings. We're going to be going over um, inner work, a lot of childhood work, a lot of ancestral healing. We do all of it. So, yeah. So, if you're interested, make sure that you uh, reach out to us or apply as soon as possible because it's first come, first serve. Um, once we get on the phone with you and like approve you, obviously, cause we are, we do like to really like set the tone for each retreat and make sure that each person is a good fit for what we're trying to create there. Um, so yeah. Um, what else? Is there anything else we have to, oh, uh, the unicorn experience boxes are closed. Like, closed. so you cannot get them anymore. We're so excited. They are going to be sent out at the end of this month. Um, but you can currently sign up for the next boxes, which are going to go out in October. And, well, I guess we haven't officially talked about this or confirmed this, but I feel like we can. The, the next boxes are going to be around the theme of, like, witches and spell casting, all for uh, Halloween. So it's going to be a very Yay! witchy box. If you are wanting to get in on that, uh, you can sign up for that now. Anyone who signs up now that you're not going to get in on the unicorn box, but you will get in for the next box, which will be the witch Halloween themed box. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, you can click the link in our show notes to sign up for that. Um, what else? Anything else? I think that's it. Bali is still open for registration. That is on the website too. Um, Bali has so many things. We can't even list all of them. But it's all on the website and that is all inclusive and that is all included with um, all of the spiritual aspects that we are bringing to the table as well. EFT, channeling, uh, readings, inner child work, different types of traumas that we're going over and how to move out of that blockage and into a newer version of you. So check that out on our website as well. Yep. That's it, I feel like. 
All right, everyone. Well, we love you so much and wishing you an amazing week. And until next time, keep on blooming. Bye, y'all. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.